Welcome to episode 7 of the Buzzkill Podcast, where we're ruining your December festivities with Sakya of Gurgobin Singh's Gurbaniya, so you feel like shit when you drink that eggnog with vodka. Yep. You How you it. doing? Good, man. Good. It's, uh, this So this might be the um, season finale. Right, like for our show for this year. Yeah, this will be the episode, last episode for 2022, and then in the new year we might have a special guest and a special episode with an ex Radha Swami um, individual. Yeah, so it's still it's still in the works. Hopefully that goes through. That would be that would be groundbreaking, man. That would be like that would be great. Yeah, because I I haven't seen any fuck them whatever. Um, yeah, I mean the the other swami like like we were talking before like during this time where were the other swamis then? Like where were they then? I, I honestly have no idea who the other swamis are. I don't know. I, I don't see. I just, yeah, me either. Like, I don't, I, they just seem like the Ram Rahim type. They do some weird shit, I heard. So, they do some weird shit. Some twisted ass shit. <laughs> like, even Santhapurna has buttons about them. Like, they do, they do some weird stuff, man. Anyways, well, that should be good if uh, we can hear from that person. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, so let's get right into to this buzzkill episode. Screw people's uh, festivities up here, making feel like making feel guilty, making feel like shit for not remembering Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so let's get into Chumkoras up. So now. So now Maharaj crossed the river and now they're kind of resting just outside of, of, of the up end called Jumkor. 
Mata Ji and the Shorty Sabja there with the Gangu on this on down the river somewhere. So they're heading towards Gangu's burned. So I was reading about the 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 Chaudhary that that owned the 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 Gadi in Chamkor. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I read some stuff and I did some research on him. Though he was a bit of, though he was a premi of Guru Gobind Singh Ji, he was being a bit of a bitch, man. Did, was he? Did he first not let Guru Gobind Singh Ji in? Was that the <laughs> yeah, basically, he started making excuses. He's like, I don't want you guys uh, in my gurdi and stuff because he's like, then they're gonna come after me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the Singhs literally had to like threaten to kill him. To be like, we need to use your gurdy. Like, we need to. <laughs> Let us in your house, you fucker. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that's the thing. During jungi times, sometimes you got to be like that, man. Yeah, I mean, no, no it, totally, it totally makes sense for the time. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, like, extract that and make it, like, today. But I just, like, an army just shows up to your house, like, yo, yo, we need your house. <laughs> Basically, they're like, Imagine, Imagine Maj- you're just like making breakfast, you're just like making pancakes or something. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Good go over things, you like 40 things pop in. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, all right, so he said no, and then uh, was it his sons that were like, yo, chill? No, his little brother, his brother. Oh, okay, okay. His younger brother said, half the gurdy is mine, so you can use it, oh, don't worry. All right. And then when the Singhs got in, they're basically like, okay, now we're using the whole thing because we have to. And Maharaj even told him that the Chaudhary, like, yo, you'll be blessed with a lot. Like, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Chaudhary was still being... So he took his family and left, right? Um... <laughs> yes, which is it's funny because literally the Singhs grabbed him and like literally dragged him back to his house and said, open the doors for us because he was sitting outside with like the people of the print just sitting there. And the Singh said, okay, if you're not going to give it to us nicely, then we're going to have to forcefully take it from you. And so, the, yeah, because the Chaudhary was scared that the Mughals were going to kill him, right? And his course, family. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's going to be a million Mughals descending on the house, right? So he's got concerns. But then, okay, so his brother's like, no, yeah. I got half the house. We're going to, yeah. you know, if Guru Gobind Singh wants his house, he can have it. Yeah, exactly. He said, Maharaj, if you if you need it, you can take it all. Like, don't worry about it. And then his, that 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 brother got blessed quite a bit too. He actually became a very rich, a very rich man after that, because of the because of the seva that he did. And same thing with the Chaudhary's family. I mean, they be like their their house, their gurdy basically became like it's part of like history, man. Like it's yeah. But um, yeah, he was uh, he was being a bit of a, a bit of a pansy. And um, do do kids use that word still, pansy? <laughs> yeah, it's a dude, it's a great word. It's it's one of the best words out there. <laughs> I, I think I think it's one of the best words out there. It's great. Somebody named their kid that you know what. <laughs> Yeah, somebody has named that child Pansy. Hey, Pansy. (laughs) (laughs) 
And this is how, yeah, this is how they introduce themselves. And... <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, let's get into this, man. Okay. There's a million now. Again, like we talked in the last podcast, how people question some so-called Sikhs, like Tunda's crew, some Hindus, some Muslims, and even these random-ass Gore. Oh, how can there be a million of people? Like, if you think about it, you just have to fucking put your head in the history books and textbooks and just fucking read about the Mughal Empire, and you'll realize... For them to get a million strong army was very easy. So, did they have the quarter of the world's GDP and money to pay for mercenaries from Northern Africa, Middle East, Uzbekistan, Chechnya, any Islamic, you know, territory to come and fight for? Again. The whole banner of the Mughal Empire was like, we're going to make India into the from the land of coffers to the land of Islam, right? So that was the banner. So you, you had people from all over the Middle East and Northern Africa come and fight for them too, saying that, oh yeah, we'll, 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 we're doing seva, quote unquote. So right. not, only, not only do you have a, 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 that many mercenaries coming and you have all... All of India, all the Subas under your control. And we all know how, how much of a population of India. I mean, probably then too, they probably had probably the world's highest population with China, right? Mm-hmm. So you have that. So it was very easy. And not only that, at Chamkor Sahib, you because there was there was a, a bounty on Maharaj's head. So you had a lot of random tribes and random people coming, grabbing whatever machetes or whatever weapons they can just to get a piece of good Gobind Singh so that they can make some money. Right. Right. So you have, so you have the army that was doing the siege on on the Prasab. And then you have a bunch of the, the reinforcements coming to, to, to follow them. Now everybody's coming to Chumkor now. So now you're getting that million people, that million army at Chumkor Sab now. With the mercenaries, with all the subas, with the Pahardinya Raja, with all the randos coming to, to, to get a piece of the Sings. So easy, you got a million people there. So these historians are fucking stupid. You just have to read a bit about the Mughal Empire. And you can understand that it was good go over these budgets too in, in, in Zafarnama too, that there was a million strong. Mm-hmm. Again, people want to make a Make Gurgobis to a liar? Like, what the f- like, people, anyways. And again, like that stupid Gora that was trying to say, oh, yeah, how could there be a million? It was probably like a thousand. And they got the Spartan logo. And then we all know what Spartans used to do in their fun times together, camping out, doing broke back mountain stuff. Right. right? So, I mean, I don't take too much uh, weight on that person's. F- um, opinion they don't fucking read shit the people are just jealous about our history sick history to be honest with you yeah 
<clears throat> historically, who has our history? Nobody. And people don't know about it enough. They're fucking lolos, man. They'll read up on like you know what? Every time we watch, every time I watch three hundred now, I giggle a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we went to go watch it in the theaters? Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it's a good movie. When it, when it first came out, this yeah. was what? What, 2007, 2008? Yeah, 07, 08, yeah. Do you remember when that one time they had the trailer for 300 coming out? And I said Gladiator 2 or something? <laughs> and you yelled yeah. out, oh my God, Gladiator 2 in the theaters. <laughs> and you, you, you get you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gladiator is still probably the my favorite movie ever. Same, same. Gladi- Gladiator... Is my my? Even I, if like, you watch it today, it's like it's pretty incredible still. Like even uh, you know the graphics, so the, like the cinematography and all that is still the gore. Awesome. Yeah, dude, it's it's incredible. Like it's good. Yeah, they Check don't make out. movies like they used to, man. No, they don't. It's all Marvel and it's all superhero yeah. stupid. I'm like, I agree. Where are those like epic historical war movies, man? Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories to tell, but uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. It's, it's not the same. That was like Avengers fucking 45. They keep majoring that one Nimbu, eh? Yeah. Because <laughs> people people watch, man. It's like, you know those the people that go to like Comic-Con, like those nerds? There's always going to be a market for superhero movies. It's such, so, it's such easy money, eh, for the, yeah. these idiots. Yeah. It's like they, re- they and they, and they can keep re- like Batman just got like remade, restarted. So, they, you know, they can do that with Spider Man got restarted. They can just keep doing it, keep recycling. That's the that's the thing, man. People will watch. Yeah, they just changed the color of his lafafa he wears. Yeah, people are sheep. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, anyways. <clears throat> so. Million strong, coming towards Chimkorsap. Jodhri's being a bit of a <laughs> pansy. So now Maharaj and the Singhs are now creating their basically their their stand now at Chimkorsap. So they're getting prepared. As they're getting prepared, obviously people are telling the Mughals that Maharaj is at Chimkorsap. So the word has gotten out. Um, for us, there was a brief period of time where. The Mughals thought they had killed Guru Gobind Singh Ji at Sarsa, but it was actually Payudeh Singh who they killed. But they thought they were fighting Guru Gobind Singh Ji just the way Payudeh Singh was fighting. So there was a bit of time frame where the Singhs at Chumkor Sab could kind of organize their stand now. And then, but word got out that Namar is at Chumkor, at Chaudhary's uh, Gurdi, right? Mm-hmm. So now the last stand, so now all the armies are coming in, right? All the Subay's armies are coming in one by one to surround the Gurdi. And uh, it's kind of like like a wedding party where you see families coming in one by one. You see like different Subas, different armies, different mercenary groups just flooding in now. Um, so you're seeing the horses, the elephants, everybody like... The scene there was like when they saw the elephants coming from like the horizon. If it, it, it seemed like the it was, there were like mountains coming towards them. 
That's what it looked like because there were so many elephants just lined up, like all the way down. And like the field was just covered in, in people now of, of, with all these different armies. And there was, you couldn't even see the Tarti anymore. And all the way down to the horizon, you could see just armies and like war flags coming. So <clears throat> people are now, the armies are coming in now to surround Maharaj and the Singhs. So as the Singhs are getting ready for the fight and the armies are coming in and they're setting up their positions and stuff, um, you know, Maharaj told the Singhs, he's like, I remember I told you guys not to leave Anandpur Sahib. He's like, now look what we had to go through. He's like, if you guys just would have waited, um, you know, a month, 20 days. And even then, Mara says, I even told you guys 15 days. And then the Sangha said no. And then I said, then Mara said, I told you 10 days, then five days, then even three days. But the Sangha said, we can't even stay, spend another hour here. Mara's like, that's how many days that all you guys needed and none of this would have happened. But again, he's like, you guys wanted, like little children, you guys were so stubborn. That you guys want to leave an Antipursal. Right. <clears throat> but he's like, Mar's like, okay, whatever happened, now it happened. Right. So now, but he's like, the more you fight here, he's like, he's like, as you guys fight and, and pile up the dead bodies, like, I'll give more Raj to the Panth now. Depending on how you guys fight now. So in the future generations, depending on that, we will get Raj. Oh, basically, I will bless the Panth according to how you, how brave you guys fight. And then Maharaj gathered the things and Maharaj even said, look, I appreciate you guys staying all the way till the end. Now, he's like, if you guys want to leave, he's like, you guys have full permission to leave. He's like, and you, not, you guys won't get into trouble or anything. He's like, no, he's like, if you want to leave, he's like, I'll even bless you with your own thrones. Wherever you want in India, whatever area, he's like, I'll bless, bless you with those kingdoms and palaces. And those forty things basically they did be they they basically um by their singji because there's you have some the bunch bad there too with Maharaj right now. And by their singji said, Well, you know, you can bless us with Raj and all that, but then we, you know when if we become kings and, and all that, we're gonna forget you, basically. Right. <clears throat> so Basically, by the essence, he said, we'd rather stay here with you and, and, and die here. And at least we died at, at your charan, basically, right? He's like, that's way better than becoming a king and, and having palaces and jewels. He's like, well, we're going to do probably end up doing some dumb stuff. Yeah. Right? So kind of like Manji Singh, right? He was a great king in a way, good diplomat, leader charismatic had that you know strategy and all that but there were some things that manji singh had in his personal life that weren't you know a lot of manmat happening a bit there and then you kind of realize like maybe that that's why we lost raj pretty quick like we got it fast and then we lost it and it was basically done yeah so let's was, let's just briefly discuss what those things were so i heard he was a bit of a drinker i've read that yeah, a bit of a drinker. He had uh, some women problems too. Yeah, he stuff. actually brought women like like dan- like exotic dancers. I guess the that time's equivalent of exotic dancers into uh, 
the Dvar Saab or something like that. And you got in, to in apologize. His, well, in Dallas, right? In his Darbar, quote unquote. Oh, okay, okay. But he had to go to Amritsar or something to apologize or something. Yeah, the Kali Fula Singh Ji and the Kal Sub. Because the, the Nang Singhs, again, they didn't, they didn't bow down to Maharaji Singh. He says, we only bow down to Akal Takht and Guru Sahib. Exactly, yeah. So they, they kept him, you know, in check. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and Tumaranji Singh's um, um, credit. benefit, yeah, credit, he he basically took whatever punishment Akali Pula Singh Ji uh, and the, the Khalsa gave him. Yeah. And he he bowed he basically bowed down to the Akal Takht. Yeah. So at the same time, you know, he he did some good things too. I'm not gonna yeah. say he was bad, but there was there was some things that you can if you understand karma and 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 that kind of stuff, you you realize why we lost Raj pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and because um, I mean, he was sitting. On the throne of the Khalsa Empire, right? So you you're supposed to kind of live by the ideals, but that's the thing. When you live a king, live like that king lifestyle, you know nobody's there to to stop you from doing what you want. You know you do some dumb shit, and the Charlie the things at Jamkorsab, they knew that, so they said, "Maj, we'd rather die here. We're not leaving. We we're gonna die here." So Maj said, "Okay, up to you guys, right? But you have the opportunity. Don't say that I'm keep forcing you guys to stay." So now they're creating their positions now to fight, and some of the things that are saying to Maharaj, Maharaj, you know, for our guns, like for the muskets, we don't have enough ammo, right? We don't have enough ammunition to fight. And Maharaj said, "Your ammunition won't run out." He's like, "Just keep firing." He's like, "It'll never run out." So those were Maharaj's buttons to the things. So obviously, Guru Sahib's blessings, right? So you had things like Pai Alam Singh Nachana. So Pai Alam Singh Nachana was a great warrior too. They, his nickname was Nachana because in the battlefield he would fight like he was dancing. Like that's how like swift-footed he was. So he, the, his seva during the, the, the Battle of Jamkor was whatever position the Singhs were at, whatever they needed, they needed Barney, they needed something, whatever, um, whatever they needed, he would basically give it to them. So he would kind of jump from different positions. That was his seva for the Maharaj gave that seva to him. <clears throat> so now the things are all at all different corners of the Gurdi and 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 their their positions are ready basically for anybody to attack now. So what the Mughals thought, because the, the Gurdi was on like a why Maharaj picked the Gurdi is because it was on a it was like on, on a high position from the rest of like the whole area. So when when you look at like Raniti or like battle tactics, it's always best to be at a higher position fighting against yeah. an enemy that has to come towards you. Right. Right. It's very hard for the enemy to to have success when they're fighting downhill going up. So. And the worst is the opposite, being in a fishbowl. Like when you're, when everyone's coming from somewhere high to low yeah I, I saw a movie about it like it was it was basically these american soldiers in the middle east and they were fucked they were like in this they were like in this uh they weren't on a hill they were at the bottom of a hill and everybody was <laughs> like but anyways go on with your story. yeah because the momentum is against you right yeah 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 
So yeah, so when you're, high territory, basically. Basically, yeah. So now the Mughals and the Pahardian Raja and the mercenaries, they're all thinking... And the thing is, they're all speaking different languages, so there's a bit of confusion. So the generals of the Mughal Empire, you know, they're speaking another language, and then the mercenaries from, like, Iran and Uzbekistan and Chechnya, they're speaking a different language. So it was hard for them to, to kind of have a strategy. So they just said, everybody... They just sent like 20,000 just to just attack the Gadi. Mm-hmm. So as they came, the Singhs just basically just picked them off, man, with arrows and muskets. And Gurgobi Singhji's um, arrow, his pound, like this pressure per pound when you're shooting an arrow. And Maharaj was like equivalent to like shooting a bullet out of like a, a machine gun. So Maharaj's arrow would go through many, 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 many individuals. Because you're going through flesh, right? Right. And an arrow is a sharp point. So now let's say for, let's talk about modern technology. Why a bullet doesn't go through many people? Because it mushrooms, right? When it goes, when it comes into contact with flesh and blood, it's the the metal mushrooms. Because it's made out of a cheap metal too, let's be honest. Okay. But the but the thieves of like Gurgobin Singhji, they were like made out of like really like high high end metal, and they were a sharp point. So not only with with Maharaj's you know strength of his Maharaj's uh, bow and arrow, do you have the the, the thief going an incredible uh, pace? with the speed and velocity and all that, you have a sharp point that won't bend, which just creates more momentum. So it'll go through many, many people. So as the, the rows were coming through, Maharaj would th- throw one theater and it would just go through a whole regiment. So the, the Mughals would be screaming, you know, Allahu Akbar or Ya Ali. And in the middle of their battle cries, they would go silent because they just basically just, just drop dead. Mm. And not only that, the, the Singhs also had, you know, good uh, good arrows, and, and and they had strength too to fight with. The, with they had good strength with their bow and arrows too, with like pounds per pressure. So their their arrows were going through a couple people too. So it, as like the the hordes were coming, like they would just be dropping dead, and then as they would approach the gutty, they would be picked off again by the arrows because there's, there's no cover. There's no cover. He basically years out in the open. So the first couple of regiments go through and and the Mughal generals and the Pahardi and Raji are like, man, we're getting rocked here. And then Beamchan is still kicking around, right? So Beamchan goes to the Chaudhary of um of Chumko of the of the Gurdian. He's like, how many things are in there? He's like, Are you sure there's only 40, 40 odd of you know around there? Because it the way they're fighting, it seems like there's like two, three hundred of them in there. Right. And then the, the Chaudhary's like, no, man. He's like, I only saw 40-odd things in there. So now the Pahari and Adi and the Mughals are thinking, we're sending all these regiments and they're getting just, just mowed down. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the ammunition of the Sings isn't, isn't, you know, decreasing. And it should be decreasing because the, the the amount of arrows and bullets are firing, but it isn't. So they're like, what the fuck do we do now? Like, we're we're just sending guys to just just get killed now. 
So Majid Khan was there. So he's like, look, we need to, we need to let, let, let's step back a bit here. Let's, let, let's, 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 uh, let's, let's just do a bit of a siege. And then the Pahari and Ajay Beam Chan's like, what, we're going to sit here for seven months again? Like, no, we can't do that. We have to, we have to go and fight this. Let's just send everybody. But mm-hmm. thing is, the Pahari and Ajay and the Mughal generals were, were like, we, they're like, they were scared. Like, if we send everybody, we're going to lose a huge chunk of our army. Mm-hmm. We have other battles to fight too, right? Like, we have to take, we have, we have an empire to, to control. Yeah. There were also Afghans involved too, right? That were yeah. part of their Bertans, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. So like the whole Middle East, man. Yeah. The whole Islamic world basically was part of this. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're thinking we can't we can't just like have all of our guys die here. Like we need we have a whole again, a whole empire to take care of after this. So the Mughal generals are like Vijay Khan say, let's step back and let's just wait now, right? So there's a lot of dead bodies now, right? Because a lot of regiments went through, got went there and they got rocked. So a lot of like these spirits, like these these demonic spirits, like these vampires, like these these witch spirits came and started drinking the blood of the dead man. Mm-hmm. Like they were like consuming. You know how remember we were talking about Satan worship and stuff? Like how they, yeah. they love blood and shit. Yeah. So you had a lot of these like dead spirits like coming and drinking the blood of the dead on the battlefield now. And they're praising wow. Gurgobin Singhji. And they're they're like they're like dancing and like because they, they get they their crock is there like and they're like yeah. burping uh, and like they're like just feasting on everything. You know, when you when you read uh, Guru Gobind Singh Zafar Nama, he basically describes the scene as like, you know, it looked like sticks and balls, but they were actually like people's heads and disfigured, dismembered, like parts of bodies all over the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, I mean, th- these kind of demonic spirits and these like Jogania, like these vampire beings, like we can't see them out of a naked eye. I'm sure a lot of people who have bugged, they can see them. I've heard stories of of, of Singhs and Singhania who have bugged these have seen these crazy ass looking things, right? That's so. Scary. Well, that just it's the thing. Like then you understand like all the Satan worship and all the like, why they give out blood and stuff. Like because these these things come and feast on it, mm-hmm. and these these things get happy because their clock is there. So. Yeah. So, anyways, these things are like basically praising Guru Gobind Singh and the Singhs, and they're like basically saying thank you for giving us like our meal, right? So, the siege is put in place, and um, now the Singhs are thinking, okay, now you know what? We're not going to sit here again with no water, no food again. We're going to have to go out and fight, and it's basically give Shahid Diya now. So they did bathe to Guru Gobind Singh Ji. They said, Maharaj, we're going to. Is it okay if we just start going out and fighting, right? Ma said, yeah, that's fine. As you wish, right? Because Maharaj, again, Maharaj is very humble and whatever the Khalsa wanted, you know, Maharaj would be like, okay. And um, and so also, part- j- just, to, just to backtrack a bit. So the morning of, uh, even though, you know, Guruji and, and uh, all the Singhs knew they were surrounded, uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji actually still woke every, everyone up at Amrit's Vela and did Asadivar and, and did their Kirtan and stuff, right? Yeah, so they did that at Sarsa too before they crossed and then they did at Chumkorsa up too before the battle 
before the first fight Mokum Singh went out to battle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hear this a lot when, you know, when I hear, you know, Katas of the importance of Amrit Villa, that, you know, even Guru Gobind Singh, you didn't give up Amrit Villa at these critical times when they're under attack. So, like, we've got no excuse just because we're feeling lazy or it's cold or it's, you know, I've got a comfy, you know, whatever king size bed. I don't want to get up. It's like, you know, we, we can use this as, um, as that encouragement. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, on the banks of Sarsa, it's a downpouring rain and it's flooded and there's Shahidiyya happening everywhere and Maharaj is still doing Amrit Villa. Yeah. So, Ma- so after... Guruji, Guruji actually still took a bath. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Maharaj. Nobody going to be like Guru Gobind Singh Ji, man. Yeah. Though he had these fake-ass fucking... Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, so Pai Mokam Singh Ji, he's a, one of the Panch Pyari. They did Bainti to Maharaj. They said, Maharaj, can I go out alone and, and fight? Because Pai Mokam Singh Ji was like, you know, your bachans were like one, one sick because they can fight 125,000. So please, you know, give me the power to do that. So when Pai Mokam Singh Ji went out there into the battle, they describe it as like a like a crocodile going into like a, a big crocodile going into water. So, by Mokan Singhji is the crocodile, and the water is the Mughal forge and the Bahari and Raja forge. So you see how the crocodile kind of maneuvers the water the way it, it wants. Right. That's why by Mokan Singhji was doing on the battlefield. And if you look at it, man, like Nahang basically means, you know, crocodile. So Maharaj gave us the name Nahang and Singh. And historically, we know that Singh, the lion, is the king of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And even in the Parni, the king of the water is the crocodile. Yeah. Right? Because even now, like, have you seen those shows where, where they pit two animals against each other? Yeah. And they, they they pit the great white shark against the crocodile, and the crocodile won. And they have okay. like they have scientists from from like from like on like zoology or whatever, kind of giving why the crocodile would win and everything. And you would think the great white shark is the king of the water, right? But it's actually the crocodile. Wow. So Maharaj gave both names to the six to the Khalsa. Singh and Nahang. So both both animals are the most f- fiercest in their uh, environment. So that's what Pai Mokum Singh Ji basically was like that. He was like a crocodile just, just, just maneuvering the water out of its way on the battlefield. And one by, and then as the Singhs went, and then um, then what the Singh said, okay, we should go as five, five at a time now. Yeah. And that way we can create more damage and, and fight. So by Baba Ji Singh Ji, again, nobody went to Baba Ji and said, you know, it's your turn, buddy. You know, 
Baba Ji Singh themselves went to Maharaj Guru Gobind Singh. And even the Singhs were saying to Baba Ji Singh, no, no, you don't go. Like, the Panth needs you. The Panth needs you. You're like the future or whatever. Yeah. But Baba Ji Singh said, no, no, no. He's like, Guru Gobind Singh doesn't look at us as, as I'm his son and you're not his son. Or I'm not, you're his son and, and, and you're just a bagana. You're just a, a stranger. The Khalsa is one big family. Guru Gobind Singh doesn't look at, I am Baba Ji Singh and you're just a random Khalsa. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get Guru Gobind Singh. He doesn't give special attention to his kids over no, others. If you look at it, after Anandapur Sahib was emptied, Maharaj actually gave um, orders to some of his like f- f- other family members, like some of his like uh, cousins' kids and all that. And he told them, "You guys go and 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 get safety. Go to this land. Go to this uh, king, or go to this." Uh, Vajir or, or whatever and you, you guys will have safety you guys go you guys don't stay here but to his own sons he said you guys he didn't say it. He, he didn't tell them to go mm-hmm. but Maharaj made um, preparations for other people to be in safe hands yeah, yeah. but not you know not, not not even his own sons or his yeah. own mother because Maharaj could have because there were a lot of uh, areas where there were there were allies who could go Singh yeah. But he sent other family members there, but not his, like, not Mataji or the Char Sahib Jadde. So, you know, Baba Ji Singh Ji does Binti to Maharaj and basically says, I want to go into battle and, and basically, you know, give give him a shahidi. And Maharaj said, okay. He's like, that's that's fine. So Maharaj gave... Again, you know, Guru Gobind Singh was waiting for Baba Ji Singh to come, just like how Guru Teg Baba Ji was waiting for Guru Gobind Singh to say what he said when the when the uh, Kashmiri Pandits came, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Maharaj is not going to force you to do anything. Just like how Maharaj is not going to force you to take Amrit or Maharaj. And any, if anybody forces you to take Amrit, uh, you need to look at them and say, You're, you know, are you really following Guru Sahib's Mariyadda here? Because there's some schools out there that say, if you don't take Amrit, you'll burn in hell to kids. Oh, wow. Wow. It's in Syria, man. Like, there's there's Khalsa school that, that does that shit. I've heard that shit. If, if they say if if somebody doesn't take Amrit, they they what? Like they're gonna burn in hell, man. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So they scare people to take Amrit. Right? That's not how you take Amrit. Like that's not that's not the way to do it. So again, Guru Gobind Singh didn't, um, you know, say to Baba Ji Singh, "Hey, you go." And fight. Baba Ji Singh Ji came themselves and did Bainti. And then Maharaj themselves gave them a city sahab and said, okay, you go. And he said, I'll open the gate for you. Yeah. So Baba Ji Singh had a Jatha of Singhs with him. So they went into battle. And when Baba Ji Singh Ji went and fought, Maharaj and the Singhs are still giving covering fire. And Baba Ji Singh Ji and the Singhs are, are out there fighting. And it's almost described like Baba Ji Singh Ji was like almost like a, a buzzsaw going through like the, the, the enemy on the battlefield. And uh, Baba Ji Singh Ji and, and, and the Singhs, they piled up a lot of dead bodies, man, of those Bahari and Ajay and the Mughals. Like, um, I think Baba Gurbachan Singh Khalsa Pindal is Katha. Uh, they said it was like in like the the 30,000s, 40,000s, like it was like in the high thousands that they yeah. took out because Babaji was fighting for a good six, seven hours. Yeah. 
And uh, and Guru Gobind Singh Ji was watching this all. Yeah, Maharaj is watching it the whole time. So, you know, imagine that you're watching your own son going into the battlefield, right? Again, historically, you'll never see that. You know, even Devi Devte Pagambars will fall when it comes to that. For example, when Abraham was told to kill his son, to sacrifice his son to God, he was like crying. And then when he finally put the knife to the neck, the the son turned into like a, a lamb or a goat. Mm-hmm. But Guru Gobind Singh is watching, he's opening the gate of the Gadi for his son to go into battle and he's watching it. His battle and Maharaj is, is like enjoying watching his son. It's like when you go watch your kid go play hockey or soccer or whatever, and they're, and they're like one of the best players. Yeah. As a parent, you're just enjoying watching them play, right? So watching Babaji Sindhi on the battlefield. And the Babaji, obviously, the, now the arrows are flying, and Babaji Singh like, has like 20, 25 arrows in them now. Right. So eventually, Babaji Singhji. You know, become Shaheed. And as they become Shaheed, Maharaj Guru Gobind Singh yells out a Jakara. Yeah. Jakara basically split the, the sky in half. Like it was like a, a lightning, a huge lightning bolt split the sky in half, where it was like it, it shocked the earth, like the, the earth trembled. And the Pahari Raja and, and the Mughal Empire, they all kind of like all stood still for a bit. Like, what the hell just happened? Like, the, like the, the, the earth underneath them just like shook when Maharaj yelled out that Jakarta. Then um, Baba uh, Jujar Singh Ji came after he saw his brother. So Baba Jujar Singh Ji and Maharaj are both watching Baba Jit Singh. And just to backtrack a bit, so basically Baba Jit Singh, he, I guess his main sword broke and then he took out his spear then mm-hmm. fought with that. And uh, then his spear got stuck in uh, the enemy's chest. And then uh, and then Baba Jeet Singh, he still fought from the ground with another Tarwar. Like, fighting till the end is st- and still, like, killing people from the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Baba Jujar Singh Ji, then after Baba Jeet Singh Ji, the Baba Jujar Singh Ji, then did Binti to Maharaj. And then again, the Singhs are saying to Baba Jasinji, you know, you don't, you don't go, man. Like we need you in the future. But then Baba Jasinji, this is pretty incredible because this is this is a younger brother, right, who just watched his brother die. Yeah. So if we put the A, like Baba Jasinji is around 16, 17 years old. Now you got Baba Jasinji who's like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, man. I mean, this. I mean, that's pretty incredible because because. Baba Jujasing just watched their elder brother die and, and and watch exactly how they did die and they're still insisting on going out there. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And like could you imagine as like a 13, 14 year old, you're seeing like that the enemy the, like yeah. a million strong just outside the gates? Yeah. 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 Like that's why the, the Saudi out there are so great, man. Like just even saying their name is a Pagati. You know? When you say Tan Tan Baba Jujar Singh Ji, Tan Tan Baba Fateh Singh Ji, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's just saying their name's a type of Pagati, man. That's how great they are. So, so now Maharaj, 
actually even before so even like how um we're talking about how the things are going into battle Maharaj told the things that so let me backtrack a bit now. Uh, Maraj also gave another budget before the battle started that you guys fighting on the battlefield is going to be a pagti. That's a that's a type of pagti fighting on the battlefield. Like how people do tapasya, how people do nam, right, right, jumping nam. Maraj said that fighting on the battlefield that's a type of pagti too. That follow that that those blessings you get from doing Nama Bias, you can get that also from fighting on the battlefield. And he's like, not only that, you're sh- the shahidi that you guys put will be like you guys doing bhakti for many lives. Just that, just one shahidi in this life mm. for for dying for the pun for the Khalsa pun. So dying for the Khalsa pun is a type of bhakti that you got blessed with, like Nama Bias Simran, just just for the the shahidi. And and again, that's for dying for the Khalsa Panth. You know, becoming a random shaheed just because you got into a car accident or, um, you know, your tractor tipped over or whatever. That's a different thing, right? Yeah. But you know what? With with this now, with a car accident now, but with Deep Siddhu, that was an orchestrated car accident. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing, right? His his thing can be a shaheed, shaheed too. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you're just randomly just going about and somebody rams into you or whatever, you know that say that's a shady, that's different, right? Yeah. But so again, so that those are Maharaj's budget. So, anyways, Baba Jai Singh Ji again, same thing. Maharaj gives them a city sab and opens the gate for them to go out. So now Maharaj is watching his 13, 14 year old son on the battlefield, right? And um Again, Babaji's fight. Again, these are, you know, I think, again, in that same Katha, Baba Guru Bachchan Singh Khalsa Pandrali, again, they gave Bachchan that, you know, Baba Jujar Singh himself killed like 30, 40,000, 20,000 just by himself. He was like a buzzsaw on the battlefield. And the same thing, you know, Babaji's fighting for five, six hours. And this is a 14 year old, and they're, they're just trying to consume. The Mughal uh, Fodjan and Pahari they're, they're trying to like consume Baba Ji. They're trying to just get him, but they can't. And again, it's like a crocodile going into the water. How Baba Ji is just maneuvering the Pahari how he wants. And then Baba Ji falls on the battlefield. And um, again, Maharaj yells at another Jakarta. And so at this point now, the Pahari and Raja and the and and the Mughal forces are thinking, okay, now good Gobind Singh is going to give up now because his two sons have fought. So there's a, a part of the army that's saying that. There's another part of the army saying that, like how great is Guru Gobind Singh Ji that he saw his two sons die, be, give their give their life for the Tarm. So a lot of the uh, army is starting to kind of mutiny now. They're saying that okay, now we're not going to fight anymore. What we saw now is is like, how can we still fight the father when he himself sent his two sons out to the battlefield? Right. Like, no, no, nobody has done that. Not even our prophets have done that. Right? So there's a lot of now people are fucking thinking, man, how can we still fight these guys? But again, majority of the people are still fighting because they're getting paid, right? If they don't fight, they're going to get killed by freaking Vajir Khan and whatever, Beam Chand. Yeah. But... 
I heard this one very interesting story, man. So there was, it was like 40 years ago, there was a couple Singhs who got lost on their hike to Hamkornsa. 40 years lost. ago? Yeah, this is like 40 years ago. Okay. So they got lost on their hike to Hamkornsab. And they they got really lost. Like they were they were God knows where they went. And basically they're like, shit, man, where do we where do we go now? Like we're in the middle of the mountains and we don't know where to go. Then they saw like this jogi, like this sadhu come out of nowhere. And this jogi sadhu had really long hair, really long beard, and really long eyelashes. Yeah. And he was speaking like a, a, a weird dialect of Urdu. And so he came and said, you know, where are you guys from? Like, where, who are you guys? And he, they're saying, oh, we're, we're six and we're going to Hamkornsab. And that, that Sadhu Jogi is like, you're six, like you're, you're the sick of the Guru, of Guru Gobind Singh. Mm-hmm. And the two things like, yeah, 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 we are. <laughs> And the and the jogi like I've seen the six of the guru and he's like you guys are nothing even close to those guys man, really. And those six were like, kind of taken aback, right? Because I guess they, maybe they had trim beards or whatever. I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, they're like, what? What are we talking about? We are the six of the guru. And then the jogi sadhu's like, no man. He's like, I had darshan of Baba Ji Singh at the Battle of Chamkor. And the six like what? He's like I was there. Yeah, I, I was a mercenary hired to fight them at the Chum, at Chamkorsab. He's like when I saw Baba Ji Singh come out of the gurdy and start attacking us. He's like Baba Ji Singh made eye contact with me for a split second and just the what I saw in his eyes. He's like I dropped my sword and ran into the hills and I came oh. here. Holy shit! He's like I came here and started doing the pasya. Just just by having darshan about Baji Singh Ji. So he's like, I've seen true six of the guru. He's like, you guys, he's like, when I see you guys, you guys look like freaking, like you guys nothing compared to those guys. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So that guy, that Sadhu Jogi had, was in the mountains for that many years, just, just doing the pasya in, in, in the cave. Yeah. And apparently there's a lot of uh, random yogis in the, in the Himalayan mountains in India that have been there for a long time. Remember there was a video recently? Yeah. Like literally just like a few months ago of uh, the army, army was guys there. were up in the mountains, like it's snowing and there's this yogi who's not wearing any clothes. Who is just, uh, he's yelling uh, Jay Shivji or whatever, whatever. <laughs> Jay Shiri Ram. Right? Yeah. But yeah, apparently they've been there for a really long time. Yeah. There's a lot of like in the mountains. Uh, even, like, and he, did, he didn't even look cold. He was just like chilling. Yeah, he he was basically just wearing like a, a like a kapra over his underwear, like his basically private area. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just chilling. No, but that's thing. Like when you do, <laughs> like when you do the and Amsim, like the elements don't don't bother you. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's a very worldly thing, right? So, and there are a lot of y- 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 sadhus and yogis in the mountains too that are doing the to this day, and they've been doing it for centuries. Mm-hmm. They just never come out. Right. Anyways, so Baba Ji, Baba Singh Shahid, and now then the Singh start going five at a time now, going out right, and 
then it comes to the point where Gurgobi is like, okay, I'm going to be part of the next five to go. Mm-hmm. And then the Panj, the, the, there was, the, the Singh said, no, Maharaj, you, you, no, we'll fight and die here, but you can't go. You, you, you have to, you have to somehow get out of this and continue on. So Maharaj took that as hukum from the, basically, like, even when you see five Singhs, five Khalsi, that's Panj Bari, the Rupa, right? So yeah. Maharaj took that as hukum then. That, okay, if you guys want me to leave, I'll leave. But he's like, I'm ready to fighting and, 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 and right here. So then Maharaj, so Pai Sangit Singh Ji, one of the things, he, he looked like Guru Gobind Singh Ji, like his, his, the way his body uh, stance was, his stature, his height, his face, his dhari and everything. Yeah. So Singh said, why don't we put the Kalgi on, 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 on Pai Sangit Singh Ji and then it'll give us time because they'll think that they, they killed Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Right, right. So basically, in the evening time, Singh said, "Okay, Maharaj, you go. We'll fight the rest now." So Maharaj was accompanied by a couple of things, like by Daya Singh Ji, like his closest seva, right? And Maharaj basically clapped his hands before he left the gurdi and says, "Whoever wants to come and get me, come get me now." He's like, "I'll give you the opportunity." He's like, "I'm not going to just leave," but it's almost like. It's almost like the Tarti and the environment came to cater to Guru Gobind Singh Ji where there was a huge windstorm that came up and a huge dust was, and it was like almost like a tornado of dust everywhere. So nobody could see anything, but they could hear like the, the Pahari and Raja and the Mughals could hear Maharaj yelling from the Gurdi saying, I'm out here, come and get me. Yeah. He clapped his hands like so he, they could hear where he was. Nobody came. So Maharaj left. And went towards Machiwara jungle. So Pai Sangat Singh Ji got Shaheed, right, as the battle ensued. And for a time being, the Pahari and Raja and the Mughals thought they got Guru Gobind Singh Ji because Pai Sangat Singh Ji was wearing the Kalgi and uh, he looked like Guru Gobind Singh Ji. So they cut, basically, they cut Sangat Singh Ji's head off and put it on a spike to take it back to Aranga. But then. Yeah. Obviously, then they started to realize, okay, wait, 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 hold on. This is not Guru Gobind Singh. The, the, the little bit clues came up. No, no, hold on. That's not Guru Gobind Singh. But it gave time for Maharaj to go to Machiwara jungle. And Machiwara jungle is where Maharaj... So basically, th- that morning, the Mughals basically launched an LRL t- like a attack on the actual fortress and got in eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And then they thought that Pai Sangha Singh was Guru Gobind Singh. Right. So Maharaj now goes to Machiwara jungle and that's where Maharaj now the thing is Maharaj doesn't have he Maharaj basically has very simple clothing now and no shoes and Maharaj is basically there just with a, with a city saab now right there's no Kalgi because the Kalgi he gave to Pai Sangha Singh Ji right there's no Baj there's no you know horses nothing it's just Maharaj now is out in the, in the jungle and that's where the Shabad Mitra Piyare Nu Hal Kena that's that Shabad Maharaj um, presented to the world. And it was almost like an, uh, um, an example for the rest of us. That when shit gets really dark and it almost you feel like everything is gone, you know, you can always turn to Maharaj, Guru Sahib. Mm-hmm. Maharaj is your true friend. Because look at Guru Sahib has nothing now, but he's still in Chardi class singing praises, right? And Maharaj gave that Shabbat to us as an example that we can use. 
that, you know, a lot of times we're going to go through our whole life never ha- having to ha- to to sleep homeless without any shoes or anything. Always, with Guru's grace, we're given everything. Some people aren't, right? Yeah, that's true too. But the people that are given everything, you know, we should feel gratitude towards what we have. Because right. even our own guru went through a time where they had basically nothing. And they slept on a stone. as A, a stone was mounted as pillow for the night. Mm-hmm. So, we, I mean, majority of us are never going to go through that. And so, we, oh, yeah, well, I went camping this one time and fucking, and that doesn't count. That's out of your own choice. Right? Not only that, Maj's family is basically gone now. Two. Right? Because Maj knows that Shorty Savdad, they're going to give Shidi too, and Mataji is going to be gone too. Maj knows that this is all going to happen. Mm-hmm. But again, Maj is, is, is singing praises. So the sings by the SND, and then they catch up to Maraj and Machiwada jungle. And then they find Maharaj there. And obviously the whole area now, they're, they're, they're looking for Guru Sahib now because now they realize that by Sangat Singh Ji wasn't Guru Gobind Singh Ji. So what they do is they go to an area where there was two, and thing is, the, 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 there were people that basically, six that said, no, Maharaj, you can't stay with us in that Machiwara area because they were scared of the Mughals. So the six wow. themselves turned their guru away. Can you believe that? That's crazy. So there was two brothers. They were Muslim. They were Pratans. They used to do Sangat of Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Gani Khan, Navi Khan. Yeah. And they took Maharaj. Mm-hmm. They said, Maharaj, don't worry. Stay here. If we have to die, we have to die. It's all good. But they needed to get out of that area because that area is like, you know, in GTA, when you have like five stars freaking police after you, that's basically yeah. what that was. And the map is like freaking beaming red, boom, boom, yeah. boom right? <laughs> that's what that Machiwara, that whole area was like that. That whole million army is looking for Maharaj now. So Ghani and Nabi Khan said, okay, what we'll do is we'll, we'll dress, we'll basically give you a blue blue chola and dress you up like a veer. And that's where Uchida Piyasaki is from. Mm-hmm. So what they, but they need, they need to get Kapra to dye that, that color in, in blue. Cause Maharaj is wearing a white Jola, right? Yeah. So they found a dyer who dyes Kapra as a, as a living. But the dyer says, well, we need like three, four days to that dye this Kapra blue. It is, we can't just do it right away. Mm-hmm. Like we, we need to get the dye ready. We need to boil the barney. All that shit needs to be ready. Then Maharaj said, just look in the next room, everything's already prepared for you. So Maharaj already had the blue dye, everything already boiling to a point where it was ready to dye the cup right. Okay. That's when the dye that the guy the 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 person who was doing the dye, he realized, okay, now could go over and is something else. Mm-hmm. And he said, Okay, Maharaj sat the budget. And so then he dyed Maharaj's cup right there. Because the dye was ready to go. So Maharaj blessed the, the guy who did the die because he was a poor guy. So he, he was blessed big time with, with, with whatever seva they did. So Kanika and Nabi Khan put Maharaj on like a palki, like how you lift like a, a like a holy person up. Yeah. And uh, they started walking and Maharaj is wearing the blue chola and the blue the star. 
so you look like you know like a beer and uh so there obviously there was a barricade there was a roadblock there and the, the moguls are like you know where are you guys going who's this uh nabi khan's like oh this is uchta peer he's the highest peer he's the peers of peers basically he's you know kind of throwing a little thorn in the side of the moguls but he's saying this is the highest peer let us go mm-hmm. then the moguls khan said okay chal you know we'll take your word for it. like this guy's he's a peer we, we won't bug him because again they were scared that you know sometimes peers put curses on you right right so, they were like, okay, we'll let you go. No worries. Sorry for, you know, messing around with you guys. And they said, no worries. So then Maharaj got out of that area. And then uh, and then Maharaj gets to the area of Rai Kala. Rai Kala has, uh, he, was a, he, was a, he was in the area, basically that was outside of the Machiwara Chamkor, Nandaprasab area. And he was, um, he did Sangat Abul Gobesendi. So he gave Maharaj housing and everything. And that's where Maharaj... Um, stayed for a little bit and Nurao, he was a, a guy who was um, like one of the people that lived in Raikala's area. Nurao, um, he had um, relatives in Sarhand. So Nura got the word from Sarhand what happened to the Sabjad, Shorte Sabjad. Right, so Nura comes and sits with Raikala and Guru Gobind Singh Ji. And Nura basically crying says that you know they bricked alive the Savjadi and Mataji passed on also. Yeah, um, and that's where Maharaj put his tear in the in the ground and he ripped out a root and said, Basically, he's like the Mughal Empire is basically done now, he's like their, their root is gone. And there's a Gordhavara at that spot now, and there's like a they've memorialized that that place where Guru Gobind Singh Ji um, put a root in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then now we get to the Savjade, not the Shorte Savjade. Oh, also before, a lot of people don't know a little, the Saki too, when Maharaj was in that Machiwada area, why Maharaj went to Machiwada? Like why they went in that direction? There was actually uh, like an older BP who had some kapre ready for Maharaj. And she, she was at she was at an old age that she couldn't she didn't have Dasha Maharaj, and in her like Andron, she was doing her das that you know hopefully before I pass on I can give these kapri to Guru Gobind Singh Ji, and she was in that Machiwada area. Oh wow! So that's the reason why Maharaj went into that direction, and he gave her darshan, and he took the kapri, and then he went to Nabigan Ganikan, and. That's where the dye of the kapri were, was made. Oh, I see. Wow. So that pull or that ardas that, that older Bajorg Mataji did, that's why Maharaj went in that area. So even though all that stuff is happening with Gurgovind Singh, he's still blessing people like with you know darshan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's still thinking of people. Because the sincerity, the true love is there with Guru. There's no chalakiya, right? So that's what one thing we need in in our lives. No chalakiya with Maharaj. We can't be, you know, oh yeah, don't worry, Maharaj doesn't know or do stupid shit. And then kind of sit back and sulk like, oh, why is shit not going my way? Or why fucking this and that? Well, there's a reason why. We have to be sincere with our Guru. And Guru will give us everything. Anyways. 
So the shorty sahab jaate now there are gangus pain gangus being a little bitch and he rats out mara shorty sahab jaate mata ji he that to the to the nearest mughal office seeing that they're at my house so not only is going to he's going to take mata ji's belongings uh, what she has he's going to get the reward from wajir khan now so he's thinking double money now so the mughals take Mataji and Shorty Savja is Sarhand to Vajir Khan's court. So Vajir Khan had like Sucha Nand as his advisor. And Sucha Nand was so adamant of getting like the Shorty Savja they just taken out, like get these guys out of the way. Because they, he, Sucha Nand was thinking if now the Vade Savja they got Shaheed, now if we get rid of the young kids, basically the Sikhi's done. Yeah. Like Sikhi's gone, like it's done. Now freaking we can go back to normal again. We can have our monopoly on the Hindu population. The Muslims can do what the fuck they want. So he was like whispering to Ajir Khan, we have to get rid of these kids. We have to get rid of these kids. Because the Shorty Sahajah, they said, well, because they asked the Shorty Sahajah, what are you going to do when you guys get older? They said, we're going to fight like our dad and our older brothers. Like they were blunt. Mm -hmm. They, They weren't hiding anything. And that's what... Suchanand used to scare Vajir Khan says, look, if these guys get older, they're going to basically start another battle against us again. We barely got, we ha- we still haven't got Guru Gobind Singh Ji. And look at all the shit we had to go through the last like couple decades. So that whispering in the ear from Suchanand in Vajir Khan's ear is what got the Shorte Sabjade um, bricked alive. Mm. Right, and they offered the Sabjade everything, man. Like, like in modern day, like imagine having like palaces, kingdoms, Ferraris, Lambos, like all that. Like they offered all that to the Shorty Sabjade, and they said no. Yeah, they said we, we're gonna die as a Sikh. Right, and but there was one, um, the Malayer Kortla, uh, Vijir. He and, and before before entering the courts, um. I guess Mata Gujri like got them ready properly, right? So they looked like proper six. Yeah, like, like, like how a grandma the, would get their grandchildren ready. Yeah, like proper the Malay Chola. Yeah. And like Vajir Khan had a, a, a smaller door at the gate. So when they would walk in to the they court would, or everybody, they would bow down. But the way they walked in, they they had yeah, their head up. Smart. So they're like, we're basically like, they're not going to bow down to anybody except mm-hmm. the Guru. So Suchanand basically said to Vajir uh, Khan, like, we have to get rid of these guys because they're going to start another battle when they're older. And they're not converting and they're not going on our side now. And to, to like the Muslims, it's a pop to kill a kid like a child, right? But so Vajir Khan said, okay, it's hard, for, it's hard for us to spill the blood because Akaji was saying that we can't spill the blood of these kids. Mm-hmm. Because there'll be a pop, right? But then Vajir Khan said, okay, well, why don't we suffocate them then? Why don't we just break them alive? There's no blood spilt. Wow. So that's why they were given the sentence of death being bricked alive. Because they could have easily just, for example, just killed the Sabdade. But they bricked them alive because they didn't want to spill the blood of the kids. But the thing is, but- they. I mean, it's it's like it's the same thing. I mean, like really, they're still killing the the children at the end of the day. 
exactly. So it's a twisted mentality, right, of, of that era. Yeah. Like Punjab, like it was a twisted era, time, man. From like the Brahmins to the Islamic, like it was just, a, the soch was just fucked. Mm-hmm. So the Qadi said, yeah, let's do it. Right, let's do it. Let's break them alive. But the thing is, they ended up slitting their throats after anyways. Yeah. So the shorty Saudi, that's how they, they got sheathed. But the thing is, when they were in the in the Burj, right, in, in, in the cold tower that was facing the Barney in the winter, like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't even, they weren't even sitting inside. They were sitting outside in the winter with Mataji. So they, the 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 Mughals like really like had no mercy on them, no roti, no parshada, no nothing. So who was giving them parshada and dod and all that? Was Moti Ram Mera, right? Mm. So Moti Ram was a Hindu. He was a Brahmin, right? So and he was helping out the Sabda in Mataji by bringing them um, warm dod uh, in the cold. And what he to get to to get like. To the point where he could come up the tower and give it, he had to basically sell his house, basically, and all of his belongings to mm-hmm. bribe the guards. He had to basically give up everything to do that seva. Not only that, after the Shidi the Savja did, Vajir Khan found out that Motiram was giving Prashade Dod to Mataji in the Shorty Savja, his whole family was crushed alive, man. Yeah. His kids, his elderly mom, his wife, and him, they were crushed alive uh, between two pillars that they would turn to crush stones. Holy smokes. And what they did was they crushed his small kids first in front of him. Then they crushed his mom. Then they crushed his wife. Then they crushed him at the end. Wow. So he had to see all that happen. So that's what you call a true Hindu, man. Mm-hmm. People like Suchanand use Hindus, Hinduism, or they use that term, or they represent that term, but they're, they're, they're not pakke. People like Motiram and Todramal. Todramal is the one that paid for the the plot of land to do the Antam Sanskar of Mataji in the Shorty Sabjade. Yeah, he had to pay... Um... Was it Wazir Khan or Aurangzeb or something? Wajir Khan. So Wajir yeah. Khan wanted um, coins lined up to cover the area of how much he wanted to, to basically how how much like surface area he wanted to have. Yeah. But it wasn't that he would have to put the coins flat. He would have to stand up the coins and stack them like that. Yeah. So he had to basically give up everything he had. He gave up everything. That's the most expensive plot of land in the history of the world. Yeah. Like that real estate exchange. It was like equivalent to, I don't know how, like to like nowadays, it was like equivalent to like almost like a hundred million dollars, man. Mm-hmm. Like Rotorma, like he had to pay that much. And, you know, he was a Hindu. Like those are all pakke Hindu there. Like that, they they had that much PR for Guru that they gave up everything. 
people like Suchanand Gangu, these idiots, they don't represent that community. They're, 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 they, had, they had evil intentions. Chandu, Dogre, Indra. So, so Totorma lost everything. Everything he had, it was gone. Just to cover. So because the, what, what the Mughals want to do is they, they want to, to, to basically discard the bodies of the Shorty Sahib and Mataji in a field. So they did. They put their bodies in the field for a bit. So lions came and protected their bodies so nobody, no, no other animals would touch their bodies. And that's when Totormal came out and says, no, we have to do proper Antham Sanskar for them. Yeah. So lions came from the jungle and sat beside their Shahidi Sroops. Yeah. And made sure nobody touched it until Totormal came. And then organized the Antam Sanskar. They have a Gurdwara there at Fatehgarh Sahib. I think it's called Sher on the Gurdwara or something like that. Yeah. So these stories, I mean, you can really get them. Again, we did a very surface level thing. But this is what happened in the month of December in our month. And, you know, if you want to live your life forgetting this, that's up to you. But anybody who has a conscience, anybody who has any little love for their guru, it's very hard for them to live to in this month to go so hardcore on like the Christmas festivities because it shouldn't be in the back of your mind. These Shahidians should be in the front and center. Because this all happened for the future generations, us. If it wasn't for these shahidiyah, we would we would be following another tarm. We would be fasting for Ramadan and Dusra uh, Kiya, Eid, stuff yeah. like that. You know the uh, the jail. Um... I guess you can call it a jail where Mata Guji and the Shortish Sebs they were when uh, Gangu basically betrayed them. That building is still uh, present today. And it's in the town of Morinda. Yeah. They it's still have the bricks. You know, yeah. For the, the, the jail cell, right? Yeah, it's still there, which is uh, which is amazing. Yeah, so the Mataji and the Shortish Sebs they stayed there for a bit until they got to to Sarhand. Yeah. It was almost like a holding cell. Yeah. And um yeah, man. To think like shorty shorty cell, like shorty but man. And the uh the Burj, the cold tower. Yeah. Like you think right now it's like you know, it gets like minus three and we're like freezing, but imagine when you're higher up when it's windy, you know that wind chill that we call it. Mm-hmm. And from and the then, water. Like, yeah, like like you know, Shortish Sabja, they're not wearing winter jackets. They don't I doubt they've got gloves on. Like like imagine the the torture, dude. And Mataji, she's elder, she's elderly, right? Yeah, yeah. I and... heard of Saki that uh Mataji actually now correct me if I'm wrong, she like she was a like kind of a basically a Brahmgyani and she had visions yeah. of what was going to happen and asked Guru Gobind Singh Ji, like, you know, if this is gonna happen that she wants 
or, or was this was this Mata Guji? Was this some other elderly person? No, Ma- 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 Mataji knew that this was all going to happen to the family way before. Yeah, and and basically Mata Gujri, like it was after the short age that they passed away that they actually just passed away like automatically. Yeah, so like, nothing, nothing happened to them. They were just no. they just passed away. Mataji, being a Brahmani Mahapurak, they basically left the 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 soul left the body right when the Savjad they left the body. Yeah, yeah. So. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so look at Gurgobi Singh's whole family. Look at Guru Tegh Bhadraji, Mataji, the four sons, right? Maharaj knew this was all going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it needed to happen. Yeah. And like, even like during the, during the Battle of Chamkor, like Devi Dev, they came and they were watching and they were wondering why Gurgobi Singh isn't using his, his uh, like, his great powers, like to just just to align, uh, uh, like uh, uh, annihilate mm-hmm. the army and stuff. They were they were like wondering why, but Maharaj knew that this has to happen. That my my sabda, they have to become shaheed here. This this is going to be a lesson for future generations, because the David they, they during their battles like Mahaparat and all that, they use crazy ass fucking shit, nuclear yeah. bomb, freaking arrows and all that. But Maharaj didn't Maharaj. He let everything happen. Like, and the, again, the David Dev, they were like, why, why, is, why is Maharaj doing, like, letting this happen? They could just split this earth in half and take all the Mughal Empire and the Pahari and Ajay Forge could just literally fall into the abyss of the fucking earth. But again, Maharaj, these are lessons that. Again, future generations, when they needed bravery, when they needed to 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 man up and do something, they we always take the the shidiya, the sabda, as like our. We pump our chest because of that. Yeah. Right, and that kurbani, like you'll never see that ever. It never happened before. In existence of this earth, it'll never happen again. And that Qurbani is such a huge Qurbani, man. Mm-hmm. And the Sabjad, they're so great. They themselves are Mahapur Brahmanis, man. Yeah, it's incredible. The the stories are incom- incomparable, like I was saying yesterday. Yeah. And and, uh, so so what happened when uh like so when Guru Gobind Singh hears news of this? Mm-hmm. What happened then? So basically, they, they hear like they rip the root and they give the bachan that the Mughal Empire is done. So then they start making plans to go towards Nandir. Mm-hmm. Then the Banda Singh Bahadur uh, saga starts. All oh, right, right, right. But there's a time where Maharaj kind of stays in that area and slowly, slowly goes towards Nandir again. There's a reason why Maharaj went down there. It was because Banda Singh Bahadur, who was Madho Das before, he his seva was needed to be a, basically awoken within him. You know, it's so tragic that Guru Gobind Singh never got... I mean, I'm sure he was there spiritually, but physically he wasn't present for Shote Shahabzade and the Mata Gujri, like cremation, like their last rites. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that's like tragic, but I'm sure obviously they're there, but like not physically. Yeah, exactly. It's um, 
like how the whole family couldn't get together one last time. But yeah, like when Maharaj left Chamkor Saab, like they saw the Shahidi Sroops of their two sons. Mm-hmm. And by this, and he said, should we like put like kapra, like a kapra over them? Or Maharaj said, no, if you're not going to put kapra over the other things that I got Shahid, why are you going to put only kapra over my sons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Marge didn't see a difference between his sons and the rest of the Khalsa, but obviously the Savjad, they have such a high ranking to us mm-hmm. that we bow down to them. No person will say, oh yeah, Savjad, they're, they're like me, man. Like, obviously the Savjad, they're so great that we, we are at a different pedestal. To me personally, I don't know what the fuck other people think, but you know, you bow down to them and straight up. So that's what happened in the month of December. I guess this is a very surface level thing we did. Like that you can really dive deep into the Sakya here, even deeper. That'll take like, if we did it really deep, man, it'll take a lot of episodes. But, but this is a very surface level, just like um, Galan kind of stuff. Like that we just kind of just talked about. But you can do your research and listen to a lot of Katha out there. Gyanni Shir Singh, Katha, all that. Um, they really go deep into each Saki. And it's like, it's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, it's man. an incredible story. And uh, I, I think um, it's always important every December to reflect on these stories. Yeah. Like I said, man, Christmas time, enjoy your time with your family and all that, do your stuff. But this, these Sakya and remembering Maharaj and his family and all that, that shouldn't be in the back of your mind. It should be in the front of your mind. Mm -hmm. Christmas should be in the back of your mind. Like, who are we, who do we have allegiance to? Santa? (laughs) <laughs> or Google oh, Santa Singh. Santa Singh. Yeah. Like, like who do who like think about it? Who do we have allegiance to? It's like we leave Prashada for Santa like, in, in the form of cookies and we clean the house. It's actually quite hilarious. Yeah, well, I was guilty of doing that too when I was a kid, man. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know. We're literally doing like it's it's like an organized religion. This, this getting ready for Santa. But I'm just I'm still taken aback. Like there's a lot of parents out there, including mine. They never explained this stuff to us, like the Shahidiyan in December. They just they just didn't. And like you can't say, oh, they didn't know. They're from India. They know what the fuck happened. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's a duty. It's incumbent upon parents to tell kids. And apparently, you know, especially, sorry, us in the West, you know, um, obviously we're not from India. So we need to tell these tales, tell these stories to the people, um, you know, all, all the next generations. It's a duty, really. No, you're right, because no, who else is going to tell these stories? So Gorya not going to tell these stories. Gorya already saying that, oh, yeah, there's probably only a thousand people there. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. 
Because what happens is, you know, like if we, if you don't learn our language, our our faith, our culture, we risk losing it, right? I remember I, I met this, um, basically a colleague. I don't work with this person, but she, you know, works at another place. She's older than me. She's like, you know, in her fifties, and she's got two adults, not adult. I think they're like seventeen, eighteen. So they're pretty, they're almost adults now, and uh, they're Punjabi. And she was like, they don't speak Punjabi in the home because they don't need to. And I'm like, don't you think it would be, you know, beneficial to them to, to learn their language? And she she felt no. So, like, these kids know nothing about their faith. They can't speak a lick of Punjabi. And I, I'm like, I mean, this is tragic. I mean, to not even put some effort into, into telling them something, you know, something about their language, to hang on to something, it's tragic, man. Yeah. You know what's a good way to get your kids to get get to know the Guru Sabs and the Shahids and the Saints and all that? Get a scrapbook, right? And print out pictures of the Gurus, Shahids, yeah. uh, Saints and whatever. And just sit there and put a name to it to them with your kid as you're sitting there every yeah. night. Or whatever. There are actually there's actually some really good children's books. So when I was growing up, I had some children's books on the gurus, like very, very basic, like <laughs> Bernstein, there. Bernstein Bears go to Gurdwara. Yeah, like some like very basic stuff. So there's a lot of resources now, man. Especially with the internet now, like there's no excuse for not knowing your history, dude. You can go on YouTube and find so much information. There's literally no excuse today. Back in the day. Like, imagine in the time of the six, right, when the Mughals were around, there was, it wasn't like there was this access to information like we have now. A lot of it was, you know, like you had to know people, right? And it was, and it was dangerous, right, to ask for the stuff in the open, depending on who you're around. Yeah. Today, there's no excuse, right? Today, you know, freedom of religion is protected by the charter, right? There's no, you don't have Mughals, you know, stabbing you in the back and uh, coming for you. Now, it's not perfect, but where we're at today in terms of access to information and uh you know the ability to practice your religion openly man you're you're in a much better time today there's no excuse to just say oh i don't i don't know no one taught me you gotta like you know people you know i i challenge the youth to take some responsibility and get out there and, and look for stuff yeah back in the day there was a price on our head man and people still got out took amrit wore the yeah. star on like they didn't, they, they were born on, like they weren't, they're like, if I die, I die, but I'm going to die a sick. Exactly. Exactly. But we're so scared. Like, remember I told you, I think a couple of weeks ago, remember we were having a discussion off the air and I was like, one of the things that really like an epiphany that happened to me for me to like to, to, to get on the path or with Guru's grace, grow case and Dada is like, it doesn't matter how good good english you speak or how nicely you dress like everybody else or you clean shaven clean cut all that if you're walking down the street 80 percent of gori think you're a foreigner yeah look if somebody you know if there's a racist and they don't like you they're gonna they're not gonna like you regardless of whether you know you keep your hair or you don't right if someone decides they don't like you for your skin or the way you look then that's it doesn't matter if you you got a darty or not, or a turban or not. Yeah, like, like, 
if if people if you're walking on the street and they drive by you you can you can fucking have the best english bully you can have you can dress exactly like them fucking everything but the minute they see your skin color they don't think you're freaking part of this country or whatever yeah. so why are we so uh so caught up on on trying to follow them when when we should go back to what we really are yeah right unhone ki karna sade vaaste logo wo maharaj did for us and um hey yeah i want to talk you you had your christmas uh party on friday and you you decided not to go what what, what happened there <laughs> i don't know i'm just you know the older i get i just i don't uh i just don't like i i rarely drink man like maybe once a year right last drink was actually last christmas time so i the older i get i just don't party as much so i just wasn't my scene man like it's just not my thing being around drunk people i don't know what you're, you, you but you're 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 more of a spiritual awakening though in your life though maybe uh, you know i don't know maybe that's what that's what's happening but i i just i don't know what it is it's just it doesn't excite me like that like oh let's fucking get drunk and that's not you know that's not uh, i don't know, i don't find that exciting but that, i think that's part of your spiritual awakening though that 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 sangeet or that crowd and and that environment it your soul doesn't finds it almost like you're allergic to it now man i you know what i hear that from people you're not the first person who said that not not just about me but people who have uh you know whether they're taking amrit or they find some other spiritual uh, uh one of the signs that they saw was that they don't you know they don't get excited by that uh that other part of their life you know partying and stuff what well, there was did a, you have a similar experience yeah because yeah exactly I had these exact same experience there would be times when i was you know d- during that process where i was i was i wanted to be, become more spiritual and everything that we would pull up to the club and i wouldn't even walk inside i just go home wow and everybody else would be like what the fuck is wrong with you i'm like i don't know i'm like i just i can't step inside here i'm like i just can't like there's like something that's just pulling me away and it's i i, I like i uh, like, it was like a feeling of dread i would be okay and then once we i'd see the doors of the club this feeling of dread would come out of me and then i that uh, like that I totally stopped clubbing like uh, at that time like I'm like I can't I can't go into that environment yeah it's funny cuz I used to go to like I was really into raves right like I really like house music so I would go to like every concert I'd be like to every single one EDC whatever festival I, I, but now it's like yeah, I I just I don't see the appeal anymore it's just something of I don't know what it is I honestly have no idea but even this like a, a work you know get together if i know like people are going to be drinking i just like i don't know i just don't find it appealing anymore yeah yeah you want to get up on banda amrit vela karta and then there that kind of shit doesn't uh who knows your, man like your soul does not want that man even uh, like even you know extended family members like if we have get togethers like i know they drink and stuff I'll, I'll some I'll, sometimes i'll skip out straight up i just don't go Well, because then if you're not drinking right because that awkward phase when you're trying to go on this path is when you stop drinking and then you're still hanging out hanging out with the crowd of still drinking because do you remember like when I was going on on this path I I I I went MIA on you guys 
Right. But here's the thing. So I, I never really drank much, but I'd be okay with hanging out with people who drank. Now, just the sight of just being around someone who's drinking is just like, dude, I don't want any Like, I just don't want to be in that area. Yeah. That, you're, you're going through the process, man. You're going through that change now. Uh, I'm so wondering would, if there's anyone else go, you know, that's, that's had a similar I felt, experience. I exactly how you feel, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, uh, you know, y- your process was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you, you start growing your hair out. You gave up meat first and then sold, you gave up alcohol and then not, then just complete 180. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Cause remember I had this, the Henrik Zetterberg look. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, at that time, actually, so you know how today, like everyone, whether you've got a, you know, so today a lot of Punjabis keep beards, right? Whether they're trimmed or not. But back when you were growing your beard out, it was like a relatively, oh, this guy's got a beard, like, right? So, like, yo, yeah. check out the, remember one time we were downtown, uh, it was like game six of the finals, and one guy was like, really like checking out your beard. He's like, yeah, 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 I remember that. Because that the whole hipster beard phase didn't, it wasn't in yet. Yeah, but uh, now today, if you had that same beard, no one would be like, "Oh, this has got a huge beard." Because a lot of people have beards now. Yeah, right? n- n- no one would bat an eye. Back then, it was still the chin strap, goatee kind of shit yeah. happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But like when I was wearing my beard, like I had the fat, like obviously it wasn't like a, like a darty, like the, how it droops down, but it was that thick, muchan fat beard, like you know, yeah, like a like a Joe Thornton beard, but uh, maybe not as big <laughs> yeah. as that. Not as big as that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um like a lumberjack beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice beard. Today, a lot of people have beards like that. And no one says anything. But back then, it wasn't. Uh, it was different. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm I'm curious if there's any listeners who kind of uh, who don't like being around uh, people who are drinking. Like, do, do you have that experience? Are you going? Do you have like yeah? Do you have those thoughts? I'm very curious the that that awkward phase of of petering out from the drinking crowd and hanging out it's it's awkward because then they start asking you why you're drinking oh blah 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 dude, blah. And they know. start trying to force you to fucking I know, drink dude you know you know what it's a commentary in the world we live in when not drinking is a weird thing to do Don't yeah you think? I, that, I, just I, shows, I, that, that just shows how fucked up of a world we live in when like when you're not drinking, when you're not partying, then oh, dude, it's something like why, right? Like, really? I've, like, I've heard people people, people, need, people need to reevaluate themselves when when uh, when they're that dependent. Like this World Cup in Qatar, like there's people that are complaining that they don't have access to alcohol while watching soccer. And my thinking is that you've got a problem, dude. That if you can't enjoy a soccer game without drinking, you have an issue. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Like, I've heard of Punjabi girls say that I won't date a, a, a guy who doesn't drink. There you go. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening to our there fucking go. I, mean, I, I don't know what to say. Like, you, like, you don't need me to tell anyone uh, about all the problems that come from drinking, all the domestic violence, the families that are broken up the tragedies that are, you know, addiction, but yet, oh, to be social, you know, you want someone that drinks. It's, it's fucking crazy to me. You know what, you know what the fucked up thing is, man? Like if you look at it in a karma basis, like, like let's say both parents are drinking. 
what kind of soul are you bringing into this fucking world? Yeah. Like if yeah. you're going to have a kid, like, like you're, you're going to attract certain souls now to come into your fucking family. And then I look at like Surrey, Brampton, a lot of Punjabi fucking families who have a lot of substance abuse in their house and a lot of doing stupid shit. Right. Not only substance abuse, but a lot of dumbass shit. Like, as we all know, every family has. And then they, they have kids and their kids are fucking just like Larake and just doing stupid shit, druggies, drug dealers, this and that. And then you kind of look at the parents like, fuck, man, you guys did some fucked up shit too in your in your in your younger days and when you were yeah. you know, before you had kids. And now and now you have these kids who are basically gonna take you for all you have and you're working your ass off for them and they're not gonna give a shit. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Sometimes I think about that in my when I'm driving around my pickup truck in the farms here in Alberta. Like so, when you you know when you were when when you have your work, uh, yeah. Let me ask you. So when you've got your work Christmas parties, when you're when you were in law enforcement or whatever, you know whatever it is, what's your stance? Do you just not show up or? Yeah, I don't you, go. Are you one of those? You know how they say, "Oh, go for a bit, then leave early." <laughs> like that's that's one thing a lot of people suggest. No, in my career, I've never been to. Well, thing is, I got my jobs and everything after I took Amrit, right? So it maybe would have been different if I was Mona and I, I like you knew me back in the day. So obviously, I would be the life of the party of every Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. But thing is, I got all my blessings and jobs after I took Amrit. So I've never been to a Christmas party ever in my career. Okay, so you're not like you don't have to explain yourself, right? Do people just are people are generally understanding that you just don't go? Yeah, people just don't don't even fucking ask, honestly. Oh, that's, that's the best, man. That, that's one of the big, big benefits of when you grow your case that out, people, and you start wearing this thought, people kind of back off. People back off. That, that would be the people best. People don't fuck around. That's the thing. Like, if I don't go somewhere, now, then I got to explain why, why, like, why, are you, why. Are you, are you, are you, are you sure, you're, you know, things are like, good at home? <laughs> like, look. If if I say uh, you know I don't uh, I don't drink, then they'll be like, why? Why not? Why? Or or they'll be like, oh, is it because you you used to drink a lot? No, I just don't. I just don't find that satisfaction in it, dude. And I don't want to go to this party of yours. I don't. I don't see the benefit. Like you're nice people, but I just don't want to. It's not my scene anymore, man. I, I don't. I have no interest. I have no desire in my heart to go, man. Yeah, you, you know what I think, man. I think you, you, these last year and a bit, you've had a huge spiritual awakening, and I think this is just part of it, man. Maybe, man. I, it I is. So. It is. I, hope so. I think because I, what you're going through, I, I, I totally went through the same stuff, man. Because you, you saw how I used to be before, man. Like you, you yeah. How was I when I used to be dr- drinking? Like how? What, what, like, like I. You like, were a rowdy. Yeah, you were pretty rowdy, man. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I put you guys in fucking weird situations too. Yeah, you definitely like. Uh, I'd say there were days you were. There were some times where you were a bit aggressive when you would uh, <laughs> your drink. If, I, if that's uh, put it lightly, I'd say so. You know, how people get. But um, yeah, I, I, you took, you did a one eighty quicker than everybody, man. You were, it, you were very young in my. When you, you, I mean, you did it the right way. 
Yeah, it's Guru's grace, right? Maharaj's hand is on your head, right? That, that's the only way you can fucking turn, man. Oh, thank man. Fuck, I was about to, <laughs> about to swear even more, but without Guru Sahib, man, it's, it's honestly, you just have Ardasa and Guru's mercy, man. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, this might be personal, but how, how influential was having, uh, you know, very spiritual people in your immediate extended family like you i know you got that one person yeah yeah it's it's very important man like sangat is very very important man yeah like without sung proper sangat it's really hard it's really hard that's why in good morning it always says sat sangat it's always Maharaj always talks about proper sangat mm-hmm. right sangat of of of, of proper good six you know who who lived the right way and everything like it's important and like nowadays like with uh was with, with uh in you know youtube and stuff like you can have sung it there like you listen to yeah. katha listen like listen to like uh katha. like you can get that sung it just in in the palm of your hand now that's what i'm saying there's no excuse for people just go on youtube to like Type in Santwariyamji, man. Like just, just, and you can. I can listen to them for days, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yep. There's so many good ones, and you know that's funny. You you say how Gurbani says, "Be careful of the sangat that you keep around you." This mm-hmm. is centuries old advice, and people, you know, and it it's still relevant today. Like you know how you know in, in the West we say, you know, you got to be careful who you hang out with, and you know, there's that saying: if you keep uh, running with chickens, you'll never fly with the eagles. Right. There so you be go. Careful, yeah. Be careful who you exactly. spend your time with. Yeah. Well, if, if, if if a lion, if a lion does a sangat of jackals for long enough, even a lion will bark, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Careful. Yeah, man. It's 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 sangat is really important. If you like, for if you know that there's some people that just don't vibe with you and 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 on on what direction you want to go, there's nothing wrong with cutting people off. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, it's important to, uh, you know, in order to protect your peace, you got to set your own boundaries, man. And sometimes that means you got to, you got to cut people out or just distance yourself. Right. But still be respectful. Um, yeah. You, that's you gotta, you, you gotta decide what principles are important to you. Right. So, yeah, I mean, in this age of Galjag, you're always surrounded by temptation. You're always surrounded by the vices, right? Like, You've got, you know, people have their families who drink, right? You can't choose your family. Uh, you um, you definitely have to be careful. It's it's the world we live in. Yeah, just be diplomatic about your stuff. Like, be, be have like a strategy. Like, be start, have a strategy and you can, you can uh, dodge people easy. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with lying to people to keep your peace, honestly. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we we we, we want to please people so bad, but we don't care about pleasing gurus up. That's the thing. You know what, people, there's a lot of yes men out there. They'll say yes to everything, right? But, you know, for your own principles, it's okay to say no. You know, if, if it's okay to decline that invite or, you know, whatever it is, it's okay to do that for your principles. Yeah, yeah. And there's no pop in that, man. Like if you, people say, well, I, I, I hate lying to people. Fuck it, just do it what your peace is is the most important thing man in the world because you know, if you we, don't have sorry. yeah we had uh you know a very spiritual person in uh in our family who uh growing up 
he now he was even when he was young like for weddings he would go to the Anandkaraj but he would never go to the reception he would never go to any events you never see him at birthday parties you never saw him at any family get togethers mm-hmm. you literally only saw them at Karnpaks and Anandkaraj right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people criticize this person so much dude they were like this guy you know oh who's going to show up to his wedding he's you know that's being disrespectful he doesn't show up to this birthday party we nobody knew until after his death that they were they had a very high avasta, right? Yeah, yeah. They were just doing it to protect their own sikhi, right? And now you now those people feel bad for criticizing, right? Um, yeah, um, but that's that exactly person, yeah. that person held held to their standards, right? That were those were their principles. Well, that's why there's a lot of go to six with high avasta. They're even careful of who makes their food. Because yeah, even yeah. people's energy in the food can affect them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because they're so attached to Guru's charn that they don't want nothing to spoil that. It's not that they're trying to be rude or whatever. Their their piece that they have and that attachment they have with Guru is the most important thing to them. Yeah. I've actually you know, I've heard that and when I listen to like different katas that when people get like for instance when people get like darshan of a guru, right? that moment it's like it's indescribable and then when the when the guruji leaves it's like they get emotional like they want to hang on to that right it's a high yeah yeah like you know how drug dealer drug addicts they they always chase that high gursiks are the same thing but with guru yeah that 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 uh that kirpa andron that you get that brag, like that high, like that they're always they want not nothing, they don't want anything to ruin that. That's why they're very particular with these kind of things, with like uh going to places or people making their 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 food or their prashadda. Baba Harnamji and Sekanaya was saying that you know when they when their avasta started getting higher and higher, there was a glow to their face, and they actually yeah. did Bhanti of Maharaj to take that away so they don't so people don't notice and it doesn't go to their, you know, it doesn't go to their pride and stuff. Yes, Baba Janel Singh Ji, they used to actually be, and when they were younger, they were actually, very, like their skin was very dark, but as they their avasta got higher, 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 they got that lighter glow and with a glowy red to their to their skin then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They protect their peace at all costs, and, and people should do that too, man. Protect Because if you're not peaceful, I don't know, how are you going to help people, serve people, you know, within your family and just be a you know, have a good life. Like your, your peace is important. Once your peace is fucked up, everything goes downhill, man. How are you going to raise your kids if you don't have peace? Andro? You know, how are you going to be a decent sibling or a decent, uh, you know, child to your parents and all that? Your yeah. peace is, 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 is important, man. That's your Kohinur. Like we yeah. talk about the Kohinur that fucking the queen has. Our Kohinur is that under that shant. That shanti we get from Guru Sahib and 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 Gurbani and Sangat and um, Seva and and all that man, like protected at, at all costs. Yeah, you you. I mean, you already know this. You know, as um, you know, when you're trying to practice Sikhi in a in a Western world, you, it's important to set those boundaries because you're going to always be immersed in in the vices, no matter what. You know. So, you are correct, especially in this day and age with Galjug and social media and everything in our palm or hand. You can just watch freaking 
porn off your phone and everything. Like you can just go into your room and freaking do what the hell you want now. Like it's yeah. so like to, to access Skulljug is so easy now. Yeah. That's so we true. Be careful, man. Be careful now. Because our like I remember when I was younger, our computer was in the living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like mission impossible. Yeah, there's no freaking you couldn't pull anything off there, man. Yeah, that actually yeah, that actually makes me think, man. Like kids today have access to this. Look, every little kid has a phone now. It's fucked. It's got to look how freaking sticky the screen is. You can see what the hell is happening. Man. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way to like, how do you know what that kid's looking on on their phone? It's fucking crazy. Just do like crazy Talashi. Just randomly grab the phone and just go through the history. That's what I do with my uh, nephew. <laughs> like Punjab police. Just I just grab their phone. Like, what the fuck are you searching? Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, something. Anywho. So uh, yeah, hey everybody, uh, that was a, those were a fun. Uh, was this episode six or seven? Seven. Yeah, it was a great seven episodes. Um, very informative. I hope uh, the people who are listening uh, can take something of benefit out of it and apply it to their lives um, and be inspired. Uh, I've learned a lot, so I appreciate you, G. Uh, oh. Next year, Guruji Kerpa, yeah, yeah, and uh, next year maybe we'll get uh, some former Radha, a former Radha Swami on. I think it's still in the works; it's not guaranteed, but um, it's in the works, basically. Yes, it's in the works, and um, yeah, like we're not experts or anything. We just literally we're we don't know shit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know shit. I don't know anything, but um, yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Um, good show. Good show. Yeah, but, hope everyone yeah. has a has a good holiday and uh, remember remember Guruji and remember the stories. Don't just uh, you know when you're opening those gifts on on Christmas, enjoy it with your families, but also take a moment to reflect on uh, on the sakis that uh, that are you know in our great history. Yeah, every time you get a gift, say Tanu Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj. That's, you know, good it's all it's all given by Guru. All right. Good show. All right, guys. Take care. Good show. Good show.